Hi, and welcome to Seriously Pointless Conversations About Culture, your Seriously Pointless podcast about all your nerdy and geek things across time and I'm going to say Pokemon universe. That's I guess I can get this is the best I can do for today because my brain kind you of fizzled on Galar- me. How about the Galarian region? The Galarian region? Is that what we're going to do today, James? All right. Across <laughs> the Galarian region. Does that make you feel better about yourself? It does. It does. I do feel better. Obviously, from uh, I'm your host, David, and as you can hear from his dulcet tones in the background, my co-host James is with us today. James, how you doing, man? Doing very well. And we are joined by a very special guest today. Uh, you might know him as Five Star Man over on Twitch, or you might have heard him announcing at one of the Cape Championship wrestling matches at our local uh, wrestling, um, I guess you would call it wrestling tournament or uh, federation. Gr- Federation, company. their company, WWE <laughs> type thing. Uh, no, you know, copyright, not like that. But uh, we are joined by Asa from uh, Cape Championship Wrestling. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Doing great. So for anybody that doesn't know you from those, do you want to kind of plug yourself a little bit and tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Um, so I do Twitch kind of intermittently, which we'll get kind of more into that later in the show with one of the news stories. Um, yeah. But uh, mostly through... Cape Championship Wrestling, and then the podcast network that we do with Podzilla 1985. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, I you can find me on Nerd Up, which is you know we get the weekly news and talk about that. Uh, and then I host Pro Wrestling Unscripted, uh, which is a weekly pro wrestling news show as well. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Yeah, so I actually had the uh, wonderful, uh, I guess, the, a wonderful event that you guys had a while ago. Um, whenever you guys were first kind of forming up, it was you because you guys have had the uh, the CCW for what five six we years just had, now. We just we just had our fifth anniversary show. That's what uh, I thought in July. Because so. I remember I was I just started working for the city of Cape about the time. A little bit, it was a little bit after I saw you guys posted one up. And I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll just go over. I was working that night. I remember I just kind of walked and I stood in kind of the, the foyer there, just kind of watch you guys. You guys put on a hell of a show. I'll put that right now. I, I had a good time just sitting there for about 20 minutes to the most I could have there, but it was, it was mm-hmm. fun to kind of watch you guys. So, but uh, if anybody hasn't seen your guys' show, um, you guys actually have a, uh, actually a benefit show coming up uh, on the September 25th for, that's going to be benefiting St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Um, yes. Do you want to plug that at all? Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, so September, Saturday, September 25th, it's going to be at the Charleston High School uh, in Charleston, Missouri. Uh, it is the, I believe this is the eighth Ashland McClure Memorial uh, that uh, our booker Jason has done. Um, it's in honor of one of his good friends had a daughter around the same time Jason had his daughter. And she unfortunately passed away um, due to cancer. And um, so he's he's now put on uh this is like I said, this will be the eighth. This I believe will be the fourth because we had to miss last year. Uh, but this will be the fourth under CCW banner. And the majority, like the majority of wrestlers come in, they work for free. Uh, all of the ticket sales are going towards the, uh, to St. Jude because that's where she was treated. And just, he was absolutely blown away by how 
St. Jude took care of uh, her and her family while she was was going through treatment. So um, I meant to message him and get the exact, like the actual total. Um, But they, we've raised thousands of dollars for St. Jude doing this. It's going to be one, it's going to be a great show because just, we've got a lot of Cape champ, like people in the area, people who have been working with CCW from the beginning are going to be there. But we also have people coming from St. Louis, uh, which St. Louis has had a, hotbed of pro wrestling right now especially on the independent scene uh and also if you missed the last show uh you missed the aew star marco stunt winning the ccw championship uh again and he's going to be defending against brandon barbwire in the main Ooh. event we've got the first ever women's ladder match for the uh women's championship as well yeah. so it's going to be a killer show it's going to a great cause so uh saturday the september 25th at the charleston high school yeah, and if you guys want to try and find, uh, if you guys want to find up ticket prices for that, you can go to capewrestling.com. dot yes. um, Again, that is c a p e w r e s t l i n g dot com. Uh, I believe the tickets are twelve and fifteen. I believe that's what they are. It's. Um, I think. Don't quote me on that. Are they fifteen I, and seventeen? I think it's fourteen and thirteen. Okay. I have to double check, but right now, but I believe first, I believe first row was sold out. I think there are still some second row tickets okay. and then, uh, available. And then everything else is general admission. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Which, so we've, we've run at the Charleston high school before. It's a really cool, like their gymnasiums, like it's a really nice venue. Uh, so it'll be, you know, there's really not a the general admission is still a good, you know, you're still going to get close and have a good view it's it's not it's not madison square gardens what you're saying so you don't (laughs) have to look look at the megatron so to see everything so that's awesome though Mm -hmm. yeah so if you guys want to have a good time go check that out and and hopefully you guys can help raise some money for a wonderful cause so um as is the normal you know kind of uh uh, run of the show we're going to get started on what we've been up to this week so ace i'm going to give you a minute to kind of catch your breath let's uh (laughs) let's hear james kind of blow some wind a little bit because he's good at blowing 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 win so so been playing psychonauts 2 this week and people who've been watching this show know that i'm a big fan of the original psychonauts yes. and i went into this with some a lot of expectation and some trepidation because we've been waiting you know more than a decade for this yeah. to come out, and we've talked about the many funding tribulations they've had before but it actually is a really really good game uh like before the platforming is a little rough the combat's kind of rough and it kind of carries itself on just sheer charm and imagination but it is a very excellent game. So have I've you enjoyed ju- myself a lot? So did you did you just power through the uh, the main story right now, or do you have have you done all the optional side stuff? Or I pretty, max- pretty much one hundred percent of it. You're a jerk. How do you I do did, this? I, did, I didn't max out the wallet, so I skipped that achievement. But I got everything else. It's not that hard. <laughs> you just gotta really like. You just gotta like blow up everything and every anything that's in like any of the the, the levels as you go it's, through and try to refine the figments and stuff. It's just boring, though. <laughs> you gotta get a hundred percent. I bought all the upgrades. I just didn't get the fill your wallet to capacity achievement. That's just that's just lazy, like hundred percenting right there, James. It's ninety nine percent. I did all interesting achievements. That would drive me up the wall, though. If I see it like 99.9, I'll be like, oh! So, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat you are, James. I finished it, actually finished it today um, while I was uh, watching my, my, my four-month-old. In between naps, I was I was playing it, and I got through at the very end. So how did you like the ending without spoiling a whole bunch? I just want to know. I thought it was awesome. I thought the last level of the game with, like, the... Uh... 
the little boat ride where you're going through that guy's mind. It, yeah. rivaled, it, it rivaled the Milkman conspiracy in awesome. terms of epicness. I was very, very happy with it. Awesome. That's, I guess it's probably been out for a week and a half now, so I shouldn't spoil it yet. But no, don't, don't, don't spoil it yet. Like we, we're definitely going to hit that in the next, in one of the few episodes in the future, in the very near future here. It is a game easily worth spending full price on. So oh, absolutely. I, I was, you can get the Xbox Live thing for one month for 15 bucks. So. Yeah. Treat yourself and enjoy some games for a month, even if you cancel it. That's right. Treat yourself. That's <laughs> Game right. Pass, I've, I've said it on just about, even like Pro Wrestling and Scripted, like the shows yeah. that it has nothing to do with. Game Pass is absolutely the best deal in gaming. It's it's yeah. insane how great that is. I feel like if yeah. you play one game a month, then you've easily made your money's worth. Absolutely. Even I'm not like, even talking like a triple A, like even like one indie game on it a month, then you're making your 15 bucks. It's, it's a absolutely. great deal. So yeah, that we're so we're or definitely agreed of that is Psychonauts two is definitely a possibly contender for game of the year, James. Maybe, maybe for me it is. For me I it figured as much. Is. It's definitely so. my top five. Our def, toply definitely in top five games of the year so far. But and, have you uh, Jack Black sings a song about the five senses? That so was great. so get this, get this. So <laughs> get Jack Black is in it. Did you know who else is in it, James? You may not no. know this. Elijah Wood is in this. Oh, I game. didn't know Elijah Wood was in it. Yeah, he actually plays one of the. Uh, he plays the bad guy. He's Nick from the mill room. <laughs> don't don't spoil it for people. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh man, yeah. So he's yeah he's Nick. So it's great. And he when he sings when he sings, I heard it in his voice. I was like, I'm like I know that voice. I know that voice because I've heard him sing in the in, in Lord of the Rings. I'm like, where is this at? Or at least talking like here. You know, you watch something for twelve hours, you start to know somebody's voice. So <laughs> especially also, the extent of. One, yeah, other thing to, one other thing to plug is uh, a new anime started up on Ooh. the semi-dub. And I mentioned this to you another day, but I haven't mentioned it on the podcast yet. It's called Life Lessons with Urabichi-san. Okay. It is really, really dark. It's about a guy who works as an actor on a children's TV show and about how... Oh, you did tell me about that is, one. His life is falling apart and he says horrible, horrible things on the air and the children are, you know, talking to him about how terrible he is. It's, oh, wow. This looks great. It's... it's it's really great. <laughs> I'm going to have to uh, put this on my list. This might be something uh, in between uh, classes, like in between trying to get my homework done, something like that. I might uh, take a break and watch an episode or two. But yeah, the, I'm looking at the cover of the manga and it's literally like this happy guy and he's just like, it's got like colorful like rainbows behind it. And that's great. That's just the style I want. I want the, the, the dark undertones for him to come out, you know, that'd be, that'd be good. So, but anyways, so obviously that's what James has been up to. Asa, what have you been, what have you been absorbing into your life this year that has made you feel happy or sad either way? <laughs> just, just, just to feel alive. Uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing is current. Unfortunately, um, I've fallen back into Red Dead Redemption two online that's with, okay. uh, mm-hmm. with a bunch of people. So that has been oddly, consuming i did not think i would fall in as hard as i did uh because i haven't played but i haven't played it since it since the online launched so there's they they finally added like a bunch of stuff to actually be able to do so it's just been you know it's it's all been just like hunting and then setting up to uh trade to do these deliveries and stuff Um, you've kind of got your little gang going on and oh yeah yeah we've got the we've got the full-on the horse time posse uh so it's 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 been a little bit of a disaster but that's been good um (laughs) this new the the latest season of Fortnite's coming to a close so i had to i was grinding out to get to toxic rick because the only reason i signed up for this season was rick and superman Uh, understandable because okay i don't like how they because i got hooked the first time when they did the marvel season 
yeah. there's all these Marvel skins and they were super cool. But I didn't realize that not all of the Marvel skins you had, like you could just earn by playing a bunch of them were you had, they got added to the shop and you actually had like spend money on. Um, so I was a little, I, I didn't understand the Fortnite model cause I'd been out of it. Uh, but then I was like, Oh, I get why this is so dangerous. So uh, <laughs> I signed up for this one. Cause it's like, I made sure it's like, okay, Rick is available to earn. You just have to like max out the battle pass essentially. Um, but I did that. That was fine. It was, that was easy enough to do. Um, and then probably the most recent thing that I've been doing has been, um, I don't know if you guys have played much of death store. That was the, Oh no, no, no. So I saw this. I saw, I was actually, I, I randomly, so I was, I was working out one day and I, I threw it up on the screen to watch and I was watching gameplay, but it looks gorgeous. So you, oh, it's what beautiful. Do you, do you play a little, uh, like a little, like a little Raven? Your little, you yeah. Play? Little crow. Okay. Uh, give, give, give us a quick little summary of it. Yeah. It's, it does it in injustice uh just like doing a summary because it's it's this is legit like legit this might be my game of the year so far okay. and i know we're, there's okay. a bunch of big heavy hitters coming yeah. uh in this last quarter but it, you're this little crow and you're a reaper in this world everything the the idea of like dying and collecting souls has been essentially bureaucratized bureaucracy i don't know how to say that Bureau- yeah. but, but you have you play as this reaper you get your assignment you have to go get this soul and stuff goes sideways yeah. so you have to that's where the the game leads to and it's just this little kind of isometric 3d action exploration very very light rpg elements yeah. um people have compared it to dark souls but it's really only in the sense that like there's a hub world that yeah. you can then, you know, as you progress, you, oh, now it can, it's a shortcut essentially. Yeah. Um, okay. But when you, you're not like severely punished. So like when you die, you don't lose all of your experience <laughs> or souls or whatever it is that you collect. Um, but as you defeat enemies and explore, you find more souls that you then upgrade, you know, your strength and dexterity, stuff like that. But it's got so much heart. It's got so much charm. You don't feel punished for exploring because mm-hmm. even if it's something you can't really get to right now you know you're going to get something to unlock a door or light a torch or, or you know hook shot over to something it's it's so much fun uh right now i am currently trying to get the i have the 100 percent, but i'm going through again because there's like a joke weapon that you can get at the beginning of the game yeah. and there's an achievement for beating the game with only using that as your melee weapon <laughs> so that's, that's awesome and that's i'm not like so, a metroidvania like an isometric metroidvania then kind of, yeah. Yeah. Like so, um but it's a little bit more it's a little bit more guided like you know kind of where because i'm very dumb i don't i'm bad with like zelda games and like metroid stuff like that uh this is all pretty well there's like three main areas and you know exactly when you're supposed to go to to each one so but it's there's big floating arrows that say go this way it's like signs <laughs> kind of yeah it's except it's more of just like a hey you gotta have fire to open this door and like <laughs> even at the beginning they're like okay so there's three you got to do these three things and there's these three areas yep. <laughs> and it's just like oh well let me try to go here oh i can't because i have to light this torch yep. so it's it will not let you progress but <laughs> It is a, yeah, it's like I said, it's my game of the year so far. I've been loving it. It's just so it's pretty. The soundtrack is incredible. Uh, That would would be fun to check out. It's so uh, James, it kind of reminded me a little bit of, um, 
it, it, the 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 creativity, like the creative uh, direction, kind of reminded me a little bit of kind of Ori and the Brian Forest a little bit. Just the sheer amount of like love and and like craft they put into it. It's not it's not the same like sides like side scroller and kind of like you know jumping yeah, all around it's more like a self-shaded type art style too but it but yeah. it reminds me of that just a little bit just the amount so I, that's one the one thing i'm really liking about uh uh the uh, uh having to be uh kind of isolated from people right now is that you you notice that like some of these smaller indie studios are kind of getting a chance to shine because the bigger studios aren't able to punch out as much and so you're getting that's these true. nice you're these wonderful little like indie games like you're saying Hey, so you're getting, you know, Death's Door. Um, and I actually saw another one that's going to be coming out here. I think in 2022, it's called uh, Cult of Lamb. I told James about this last, mm. last. That one uh, looks really cool. It, it looked, it looks really fun. So it's, it's these little kind of uh, indie games that I'm kind of, I'm just hoping on when my, that's, that's where our bread and butter comes from. It's kind of like, I, I've got Axiom Verge and two, uh, all those kind of like stacked up. So, but, but yeah, death's door is actually on my, my steam wish, wish list. I'm, I'm going to wait a little bit, I think for the, uh, the winter sale, maybe, or, or maybe James, somebody wants to get it for me for Christmas. I don't know. It is also on game pass. So if you've oh, got it, it is it, on game pass, I didn't see that pop up. That's how I've been playing it is on, or wait, no, I lied. It's not, I bought it. Ow. I'm thinking Hades. Think, I'm thinking of oh, Hades because Hades got Hades got its console release and it's on Game Pass, yep. so I have it downloaded, so I can have a second platform that I can't beat it on. Understandable. Have you not, have you not beaten Hades yet? Uh, no, I'm the one. I'm the last person who hasn't gotten a who hasn't beaten it yet. I've made it to the final fight, there and I just, I, I, it's just. There. Okay. And, it, and it never ends. Even after a final fight, there's more final fights. Oh yeah, no, I've, I've gotten to the, I've gotten to the, I've gotten to the second phase of it once, and I'm just like, it's, it's just bashing my head. And what it is is it's the uh, Elysium boss, I think, mm-hmm. that I just yeah. cannot. My, it's there's something about my brain talking to my hands that will not communicate. That I just cannot get. Like I always have to have that revive ready to go, and it's like I can never. I always have to burn at least one death. Yeah, on the stupid like the Minotaur first, fight, and it's just he's like, like the big oh. first wall of the game because, like, the other bosses yeah. you can kind of power through, and he's the first one that I think is actually mm-hmm. hard. Well, there's two of them because there's the is, is it, um, I cannot remember his name. It's basically the dude with the spear yeah. and, and the Minotaur, yeah, the those are the two, and it's, it's the two first dual balls you ever have to deal with. And yeah, it's just like it's a giant, like, skill increase that you're just like, WTF, like, where the hell did this come from? Kind of thing, you know, it's just like, yeah. The one but time, it, the one time I made it to the second phase of the last boss was when I had okay. already run into the Minotaur yeah. first. So he was weakened. <laughs> so I was able to take him out pretty quick. And then like, I could focus on spear dude. And I finally, like I was able to make it through without dying. I was like, I'm super hyped. And then <laughs> I made it all the way to the end and I had no idea what was coming. So yeah. like, and I made it through the, I made it through the, because that was the first time I made it to that last fight is the time You're I made like, it to yeah. the second round. I was like, this is it. This is the one, this is the one. And then it wasn't. And then it, it wasn't. And I was just, uh, uh, I had, I, I had to walk away for about a day. Like, oh, I just, I could, does it sound it, familiar, James? It sounds very familiar. I will say, uh, 
going in with the divine dash helps a lot when you're still learning the fights because you yep. can dodge into all the projectiles. It makes it a lot oh, easier. Oh, we dude, we went into when we did our Hades episode, we went deep into that game. It's there's a whole there are charts out there and everything about the best like <laughs> god get, tiers. How to and, get the best duo boons and how to go for particular boons. It is or, and yeah, <laughs> and that's actually part of the game is getting to all the duo boons and all that stuff. It's part of the pro- prophecy list. And I was just like, you know, good on you guys. If you're mm-hmm. gonna go and try to do hundred percent of this that you're god bless you and godspeed is what i say so you know i think but, the uh, first time i beat hades i had the uh dionysus and zeus duo boom where you get like the electric smog clouds like the electric drop i clouds. do i do that like the i do like one. the fog bomb that that is my yeah. one of my favorites so but yeah so Ooh. actually um so um what i have been up to before we get into the news so actually without going into more detail on it because uh, we already talked about it, i've been watching uh, i've been playing psychonauts to actually finish that up and thoroughly enjoyed it well we're not going to go into that because we already talked about it but actually i watched um uh news uh news of the world have you guys seen this mm-hmm. it's on hbo max it's got tom hanks and i'm gonna her name is zelena uh, uh helena zegler zegler so it's basically a western it's a modern western um and i'm just plugging this because i thought it was an amazing freaking film apparently it came back it came out in late uh 2019 um, 2020 yeah. at yeah, late 2020 um and it's basically tom hanks is a widower and he basically and he's lives in old uh, uh texas basically right after the civil war uh where texas tried to you know obviously try to secede with along with the rest of the south and this is just after the civil war happens and so the union is down there and they're all trying to like basically keep order down there and he is just goes around and reads newspapers to the war or to all these different towns because back then a lot of people didn't read and so he's just basically a town crier that goes from town to town and they pay him. But along the way, he basically uh, discovers this girl that had been kidnapped. She's a white girl that had been kidnapped by Indians after her parents had settled on Indian land and they killed the rest of the family. And they basically brought her in. She lived, she's lived with them for like almost seven, eight years. So she's indoctrinated into their society. Well, the union came back, obviously they found her with the Indians they killed the Indians and they took her back, you know, so they're trying to integrate her back in. And it's, it's really kind of an interesting story basically about him trying to like move on from like his, you know, uh, his, his, you know, his dead wife a little bit and never having kids a little bit. It's really good. If you get a chance, watch it. I I think I cried a little bit (laughs) because it was really good. And it definitely, it definitely, I, I, I will probably sit down and rewatch this one with my wife, but it's just gorgeously shot. Tom Hanks, of course, is is just wonderful in it. Um, but yeah, I, I will probably say that's probably one of my best movies of the year. Definitely in the top 10, 10 movies of the year. It so. looks like it got nominated for four Academy Awards. Oh, I didn't even know that. Wow. It didn't so actually it was, win any of them, but still getting nominated for four is pretty impressive. Yeah, he, he did an excellent job in it. And that's like I said, even the little girl, she did very well. And like I said, they're very authentic with it. They use... um. I'm trying to remember what the name of the language, the Indian language, the Native American language that they use. It's um, it's like Kawaii or something like that. I can't remember. I have to look it up again. But it's apparently it's I was looking up. It's actually an act, the actual dialect that they used to speak. They used in the film, which is I was like, that's that's awesome. that's, that's authentic, you know, authentic, authenticity <laughs> for you there. So but yeah, that's what I've been up to. Um, not a whole other lot because, you know, kids and all that jazz. But uh, but other than that, let's move right on into the second seg- segment. If you guys don't have anything else you guys want to add, anything else? Nothing else? Okay. Nope. Good. Okay. So we're going to move into the news. 
Um, and James, do you want to pick our first story for the day or do you want me to go for it? Yeah, we can start with the first story. So it sounds like Nintendo is about to bring Game Boy and Game Boy Color games to Nintendo Switch Online, which if people will recall Nintendo Switch Online is Nintendo's uh, online service. It's only like, it's pretty cheap. It's like 60 bucks a year or something. Yeah, it's like nothing. Yeah. No, it's like 20, it's 20 a year. Yeah, it's, it's like, year, it's, yeah. It's, 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 like it's like nothing. And mm-hmm. they've, uh, they've been slowly bringing in NES and SNES games into their library. And so some things that are big profile games are on there, like there's Zelda uh, Link to the Past is on there, but some things like Chrono Trigger, Earthbound, and Super Mario RPG are still missing. But uh, reportedly, they are finally starting to bring some Game Boy Color games in, which will be awesome because there are a lot of very, very good games from the Game Boy Color era. Absolutely. In a lot of ways, it was kind of an extension of that Super NES era of just classic, you know, 32-bit games. So, yeah. So that is so. Right now, it's only really a rumor. It's not being confirmed yet. But some, from what I've gathered, is they 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 they. Okay, so I apologize. They 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 had the rumors on a podcast a while ago, and then and then apparently Nintendo Life. Uh, cooperated this and and then Eurogamer also kind of also confirmed it but right now Nintendo isn't saying anything because obviously I'm sure they're going to do a Nintendo Direct and they're going to be like look at all these games we have considering the lackluster uh, games they released last Nintendo Direct for oh, <laughs> oh honey oh honey no they're really? going to do, do a Direct and yeah. they're going to be like hey we're adding Game Boy and Game Boy Color games play all four that come out today because if, if, if they're following that NES and SNES model, it's they're they'll put them out. It's they're not going to be a lot of them. Yeah, well, they're going to be they're going to be like here. Are you thirsty? Here's a drop of water. He's like, I'm parched. Mm-hmm. Feed me. Well, and it's only going to be the ones that Nintendo fully owns too. So stuff yeah. like uh, Super Mario RPG is never going to show up because Square Enix well, owns half of that game. You might so see uh, Super Mario World. So maybe you know Super Mario. Uh, world i think is already on there what's the one on game boy it's like super mario 2 like mario Legend land mario land i apologize that's the one i was thinking of <laughs> so I, I couldn't remember which one it was but i knew that one had popped up on like the the game boy and the game Boy color well maybe like i said maybe we'll get lucky and we'll get um to put uh, the original pokemon on there pokemon you know That'd i don't be know awesome I, I would totally go. I would play that for hours, even though I have the emulator on my, my computer already. I would totally play that. <laughs> I'll even admit that. I'm like, oh, I would totally play that on my Switch, dude. Like that's that's a that's a that's a game changer right there for long like road trips. If, count me, down if, for the count. If they could give us like, if it's if they're doing Game Boy and Game Boy Color, give us yeah. Crystal. Like give us <laughs> Gold and Silver. Like that would be. I don't think they yeah. will because I don't know what the whole like Pokemon company. Their first party Nintendo developers. I don't know if Nintendo owns them directly, but they're definitely even if they're a subsidiary. They're like they're deep in bed with Nintendo at this point. Yeah. That's what but, I was thinking. So, oh, so let's ask this. So if you could have uh some top games you would pick from the put out, what would you uh, pick? Let's let's go with James first because I'll give Oracle, you some little time. Oracle of seasons in time, uh um, okay. cap. You know, the Game Boy Color Zelda games are all pretty much amazing. Wow, you're just gonna go Zelda I'm on me. Gonna, I'm just gonna go Zelda. Yeah, you're gonna go. You're put your Zelda fanboy on for me. Okay, you were you were thinking Zelda too, which is seasons. About it. <laughs> seasons and ages were the actually the first Zelda games I ever beat. Oh wow! See, so, yeah. So they have a because I'm I am not a huge Zelda fan. Like I, yeah, he was saying that earlier. I'm I'm not a huge. It's just the whole like 
every Zelda game that I've played gets, except for like Breath of the Wild, gets to a certain point where it's like you have, it's almost like point and click adventure, obscure item. For, like, oh, you have to find this one thing to be able to go to progress and get anywhere. And I don't like stuff like that. Like, let me actually explore. These games are supposed to be about exploration. And if I'm like, oh, sorry, you don't have the right item to complete this dungeon. You actually have to go and do this other one. Like, that doesn't do great with me. So for whatever whatever reason, I don't know if maybe I, they were easier or I was just better at them. But or Seasons, I, Ages was the first one that I beat. And then I ended up getting Seasons after to, like, do the stuff that connected them. Mm-hmm. And that's what cool. I kind of agree that the new games are getting a little obvious. Like, the Skyward Sword HD, like, they, like bold their hints and put them in a different color text so you can't mm-hmm. miss it. It's like, man, if only there was a special fire that you could have for this next room. And it's like, well, thanks. I know See, and I love that. that. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, let me just turn my brain off and like, spoon feed me. Spoon well, feed me. Yes. You should pick up the Skyward Sword HD for the Switch. <laughs> probably enjoy that. <laughs> That's what you were saying to me, yeah. So, unfortunately, I don't have any games that I would want to pick because I've actually never played the Game Boy or the Game Boy Color other than stealing yours, James. You know, whatever you had on tap was what I played on trips and stuff, so. Uh, there's a couple of Dragon Ball Z RPGs that were pretty decent for the Game Boy Color. I mean, I don't know. This would be fun. <laughs> it might have been in that giant file you gave me so many years ago whenever I, we were younger for the emulators, I think, maybe, and I think I might have gotten a hold of them, but I yes. think you got, if you've got a Raspberry Pi, I can scare a memory card with you. But... I'm sure I'm sure you could. <laughs> yes, that's one of, the, one of the things, yeah, so. But yeah, so that that's Nintendo news let's see what we got coming up next well, so real, real quick i'm oh, gonna go give it i'm gonna give a cheap uh i because I, I actually like did a little list i was like oh, let me run through and think of the games like that i actually remember from yeah. game boy uh if you don't i don't know if you've ever played the game and watch gallery games uh, those were i have not no i, I know i, I know I, I didn't realize game and watch was a thing until he showed up on smash bros but this was like <laughs> this was like they did like two or three of them for the game boy and game boy colors just little mini game collections some of them were old school game and watch games just kind of like modernized and like they kind of did a little bit of a graphical update those were a ton of fun the one thing though that i would kill for other than also wario land wario land is a must-have okay is that on there because i have i actually really liked that one i think james you had that one and i played that actually i think chris had that one i couldn't remember because actually that was one of the few ones that actually land that he might have had super Man as well because that's, that's what got me into WarioWare, which I love WarioWare. It's so <laughs> random and weird and just like it, it feeds my ADD brain perfectly. So. That, new, that new one coming out, I'm, I'm going to have to pick up. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> what are the games my, on your list? Basically? My number one, the one thing that I would really want, and I don't think either of them will happen, but give me one of the Yu-Gi-Oh games or the Pokemon trading card game. That is the okay. one that I remember. Like, I don't know if okay. they hold up. I just remember spending so much time playing that Pokemon uh, trading card game for I, Game Boy Color. I remember there was a Yu-Gi-Oh one. It was like Forbidden Memories or something. I rented <laughs> one weekend. That was a lot of fun. I can't remember. Oh, wow. That did come out on Put Color. I mean, damn. I didn't think it in 98. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it, ha- it has all the old ones too. Man. Yeah. So now I can have a computer, you know, kick my butt in Pokemon as well as James. <laughs> like he did in the back. Hey, you know what? I didn't have any of the good cards, man. I just had my 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 Charizard and my Machoke, and that was it. And uh, I mean, you had Charizard, though. I mean, no, that, that was, was that was the card for the first edition. Did I have Charizard? I don't remember. I know Jackie still actually. Jackie has all of her old Pokemon cards here at the house, and I was looking at it. And I'm like, man, I'm like, these are probably some of these are worth like hundreds of dollars now. And I'm I'm looking wow. it up, and I'm like, I'm like, no, they're like 
two cents and like mm-hmm. five cents maybe. If I'm just like if they're meant first editions, some of them are worth some money, but yeah, it's, no, they worth what it used to be. No, they've just they've been sitting in a, on a sleeve of a book sleeve for God knows how long, and I'm sure they probably smell funny, so no one will want to go for it. So, <laughs> um, is any anything else on that, or are we going to move on to the next one, guys? No, those are those are, those were the two that I I wanted to hit. I can I will agree with that. So here's a little something that's going to be more inside of Ace's uh, kind of wheelhouse. So Twitch recently I had a uh, boycott uh, that, uh, that was forces from my email response from streaming platform. Um, this is from uh, off a of game rant. So a real quick blurb on this: the recent hate raid controversy that has plagued many Twitch Twitch content creators, uh, particularly those in the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, has seen many streamers and those in the overall user base call on the platform to implement measures to prevent such abuse in the future. With many not satisfied with the way that the company has handled the fiasco, a recent digital walkout took place in protest, which resulted in Twitch seeing a significant drop in interaction on September 1st. However, it looks as though the streaming site is ready to do something about it, according to the recent mass email. So from what I've gathered, um, I'm... I, I haven't been on Twitch in a while. I'm, I'm sorry, Asa. Um, but, but I haven't either. <laughs> I said twelve. What little time I have, I try to. I try to. I try to support. I got another buddy that's on there as well. He likes to stream a lot of, uh, you know, Call of Duty stuff. And every time I, every once in a while, I get on there. But if you get on some of these other side, like other like bigger um, Twitch streamers and stuff like that, you know, they'll sometimes people will just drop in and just it's it's kind of devolving a little bit. I've noticed. You know, I, you, you want to, you hope for the best and sometimes you get the worst, but how, what, what has been your experience, Asa? Like, have you had a lot of, um, positivity, a lot of negativity, you know, what, what, what have you mostly been getting out of from, uh, from like, like your community, I guess. Uh, I mean, for the most part for me particularly, like I said, I haven't streamed and it's been since like July. Cause I streamed when I played death store for the first time. And that's really been the last time. Cause it's, it's really just a hobby for me. Like I'm yeah. not consistent enough. Um, so pretty much the only people who pop into my streams are either people that I actually like know in real life or yeah. it'd be like other people from the kind of funny community because yeah. there's a pretty good community of like supporting each other there. Um, but I'm also and this was really before the hate raids really took off. And I'm also not in the demographic at all of the people who are typically being targeted mm-hmm. with these. Um, these are it's it's mostly minorities. It's uh, black content creators, uh, people within the LGBTQ community. Um, and especially since Twitch finally added the LGBTQ tags, mm-hmm. um, that's basically painted a bullseye on a lot of these content creators. And it's not like big ones either. It's it's smaller, smaller ones, yeah, smaller people who you know don't have a like a bunch of mods. And Twitch has thoroughly, embarrassingly dropped the ball with this. I believe it. Um, they first put out once it really became a because the problem is bots are getting their own account, and you can verify multiple accounts through the same email mm-hmm. which seems like a very basic thing you could turn off but here we are uh, <laughs> yeah but so it's people are creating these bot farms that are spamming so people are you know they're doing their stream and all of a sudden you'll see oh this person is raiding with a party of 50 to 100 uh tons of users that are off bots and they yeah. spam the chat with the most grotesque slurs and abusive stuff but it's gotten worse some people have talked about some of these bot names are their actual address people are are starting to get doxxed with it and they're filling the chat with their address and and they're you know the auto mod you can set to where certain letter combinations you can't use 
but they're using now um I don't remember what it's pictures, called. Pictures of the address or something. Pictures are doing it, but also like um ASCII, ASCII. The, yeah. They're using things like that to yeah. make it spell out the words that aren't getting picked up by the auto detect. Yeah. Throw an Enya in there or something and make it yeah, know, technically a different word, but you know, throw in even just throwing in an extra I or an extra G into a word makes yep. it bypass those those auto detect tools. Um, Twitch initially put out a statement on August 11th saying like, hey, we know this is going on. This is terrible. We're doing what we can, but they're not doing anything. They went radio silent. They didn't say anything until they sent out an email on September 3rd. And a lot of that is just like, hey, we know this is happening and what, and yeah, this is breaking our terms, uh, but we don't really have anything to tell you right now. And part of it is it's because they, they even mentioned like, I have this email pulled up. We know it's frustrating that we can't share more details about what we're working on. The individuals who are targeting marginalized creators are highly motivated. The more information we offer about what we're doing to stop them, the easier it becomes for them to navigate around those plans. And that makes sense. Like I, I understand that, but then they follow it up with like, Hey, here's some things you can do. And these are all things that like, if you spend any amount of time online within other Twitch communities, like social media, they're all things that we, the community themselves have been forced to come up with like, oh, okay, well now basic, I have to basic stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now. Okay. We'll turn on subscriber only mode, turn on emote only mode, um, which now you have to do even when you're offline, because even if you're not online and these raids happen, you're still responsible for what happens in your chat. So yeah. people are spamming these terrible slurs and, and all this stuff and then reporting the accounts that yeah. are hosting yeah. the chats. So, so now even just, when you're offline, you have to like make sure that you can't yeah. you're you're vulnerable. So they're not just ruining your day, they're also trying to get your account banned. That's yes. like yeah, which is ridiculous because you know, like you said, you know, like even like say something like Asa, like it's just a hobby of his and say maybe you, you randomly you're off for what a month at a time and then randomly you get an email that say, Hey, your account's been banned because of you know, you know, sexist or, you know, racist comments. You're just like, what, what the hell are you like? I haven't streamed in like a month. You're like, yeah. what, what the hell? So I, I totally understand exactly where you're coming from. And in some of these people, it's just a hobby or maybe it's just a way for them to interact with people because maybe they don't like going out into public, you know, because maybe possibly this virus that's going on and they don't want to, this is the only way they can inter interact with people. Hypothetically, maybe that's a thing, right guys, you know, but it's, 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 it's a way that like, it just, it just, pisses me off a little bit i'm gonna get on my high horse a little bit you know it, it, it pisses me off a little bit that you go after specifically these 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 smaller creators and these, these smaller people that are just trying to like you know put themselves out there and, and i don't know how you feel about it asa but it takes a lot for me to like say to get on and try to have a conversation with somebody like you know live and just mm -hmm. like try to enjoy something together right and whenever you get on and then all of a sudden somebody comes in and just starts you know, being just aggressively mean, it's, it just ruins your whole day. And you're just like, why the hell do I even want to do this? Yeah. You know, and, and on top of it, and I'm just, just regular, you know, white dude, you know, like, and, yeah. and these are people that are specifically going after them for, you know, their, like their color, their skin and, you know, their sexual orientation or whatever it is. And it just boggles my mind. Like, why would somebody want to do that? Like, and do you have, do you have nothing better to do? <laughs> And, they, and no, they, no, they do not. <laughs> no, they absolutely don't. And they're also, you know, there's also people because it is, it is, you know, the people like me who are hobbyists. But there are people who this is their Make income. A living. This is yeah. their job, and they basically can't 
do their job because of they're having to deal with this. And like, I'm someone who I have like one friend who pretty, anytime I log on and it's been long enough, he usually subscribes. Like he usually, you know, yeah. sends me that money. Yeah, five um, bucks away, yeah. Yeah. So I've had like one or two subscribers at a time. So if I got into, if, if that were to happen and I went to sub only mode, well, if I had four people hanging out watching, well, now they can't, I can't communicate with them at all. And yeah. it's, you know, whenever it's a sheer number of people, you can't just like, you go through and block every single one of the, you know, series of six letters and numbers that are nothing accounts yeah. to just. And then all, and then all they do is they make new ones and they run at you all over again. It's kind of, exactly. it, feel, it feels futile. And I can kind of see where you're coming from. And I think the biggest problem with Twitch is it's, it's such a large company and it's attached to Amazon now. Mm-hmm. I think it just takes them so long to do anything. And this and has been a trend. Well, like, also, I mean, from a developer's oh, yeah. point of view, like, you don't want to be too heavy-handed in their response yeah. or else they'll shut down what's good about the platform. Yeah, well, because, like you know, God forbid, you know, and yeah. it's, it, I think they go, they're very weird on their rules. It's like one minute, like I said, you know, it's it, they, they basically want to make sure they're not going to uh, piss off anybody and then all of a sudden a First Amendment lawsuit goes against them because of this, you know, and I'm sure that's what they're thinking, even though people shouldn't, be able to do this on a private platform they should be able to make the rules and do what they want they're probably afraid that's what's going to happen i mean I'm, to be honest right well you know and also I mean, free form social interaction is part of what makes the platform fun for a lot of people yeah and so if they crack down too hard then they'll take away what makes the platform fun if they don't do enough then people are going to keep having their lives ruined by this whole thing so yeah. i would hate i would hate to be a developer trying to come up with a solution to this because i it's hard to think it's something easy but yeah. even like even like small steps, like revoking the whole, you know, okay, I can validate or I can verify multiple accounts through an email, no, or no. you know, the yeah. option to the option to say, hey, this person wants to raid you. Do you accept? Yeah, it's and literally like just a click a click button. Like if I know that person, sure, bring them on in. Yeah, let's have and a again, good time. And again, like I'm not on the production side of things, so I'm sure there is a lot more to it than just you know flipping a switch to implement something like that. Oh yeah, absolutely. But the, <laughs> but the fact that like it's been this long. And we have gotten no concrete. And this also, like, it's a it's a pattern of Twitch stepping on rakes. Like, there, there oh, was yeah. the whole, I don't know if you guys followed it all, but, like, the DMCA stuff that has been happening the last, uh, like, a few yeah. months ago um, was a real big problem for them. They've started to, like, now there's more and more big uh, streamers moving away from Twitch and moving yep. to either Facebook gaming or YouTube gaming. Yep. Um, now that Mixer's no longer competition like that for a while twitch was the big marketplace and you know youtube and facebook were not not viable options but both of those platforms have kind of stepped up a little bit and added things and now they're and now they're seeing more and more people like i think it was like tim the tap man uh was one of the big big twitch names that just went to youtube gaming youtube YouTube only yeah i never thought i'd see the day when people jump from twitch to youtube that's me that's how I said it's, and that's a, that was a huge acquisition for Amazon. So I think they're going to, if they don't start turning their ship a little faster, like I said, I think they're going to see a lot of, a lot of either streamers leave and they're going to see a lot of their audience members leave because the audience members, members, a lot of them follow their streamers because they find them enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, like Co Carnage. I mean, he's got hundred or tens of thousands of people watch him a day. 
you know, and if he leaves, that's, you know, probably tens of thousands of people are going to leave Twitch. You're going to see a significant drop in their, in their, you know, daily, you know, viewer rates. So, and that's what Amazon lives off. They, you know, they live off the viewer rates and the ads they, they push on there and all the things that people buy from them. So if they don't understand if they, if they can't understand, you know, simple, basic human decency, like why they should do these things, they should look at it. Hey, this is going to hurt our bottom dollar. Maybe that's a little bit motivator for them. I don't know. They also take a, the, Twitch also takes the biggest cut of subscriptions out of the uh, streaming yep. platforms. So, so. T- losing someone like Tim the Tatman, like sure they were paying yeah. him to you know for that promotional deal, but they were more than making that money back off of subs and oh, bits and bits and all of that. Now that's a huge revenue revenue source for them that's up in the air. So it'll be interesting to see what they do in the next few months. Like I said, maybe maybe uh, Twitch will be going the way of uh, Blizzard, James. Maybe we won't see them in a few maybe years. Maybe we'll see them die a slow death. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, all these big companies just stepping on their stepping on their feet and and just falling on their faces. So, but uh, okay. So we're gonna move on to maybe I don't know. I don't. Know, do you want to do a, happy, a somewhat happier story? Or no? There's no more happy stories this week, James. Pick which sad story you want to listen to or talk about. Probably, <laughs> so, yeah, we can probably just skim through these next few pretty quickly uh next one is that uh sony is no longer offering free next gen upgrades for all of its first party games yeah uh in the past if you bought like a ps4 game and then you owned a ps5 you could play the ps5 version yep automatic free update automatic free update because you own the ps4 version then they kind of went to a well you can still get free updates but only some of the more expensive ones and uh you know they've gotten some criticism for this if they're still offering only a ten dollars for a digital upgrade, which isn't bad yeah, for right now, but I'm I'm seeing that, and hopefully, like in the next like year or so, I'm thinking they're probably not gonna they're probably gonna move away from this, and they're not even gonna have it. It's basically them, you know, slowly kind of saying, "Hey, hey, assholes, buy a PS5," which I'm thinking to myself, "Where the hell am I? Where's the hell am I? Where can I buy one right now? You know, well, without paying eight hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars." So here's the thing. So. <laughs> Last year at Christmas, I would have done almost anything for a PS5. Now, I haven't been able to get one for almost a year. And now I'm looking at this Xbox Live Game Pass and I'm thinking, maybe I'll buy the Xbox instead. <laughs> well, you only have to do that, man. Like, if you just want to do the Game but Pass. I, but I could just play it on the PC. So, I mean. Yeah, it's, I was like, what, what, you know, what's up with that, you know? I'm so I'm so saying it's just like and on top of it, it's like with with kind of moving into a little bit of the next story it's just like they're trying to make the 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 PS5 cheaper but for like they're dropping the price down because they're reducing hardware as well on it so it's like if they're even even if they're going to drop the the hardware and make it cheaper and try to make make, make it more accessible that's still going to be like two years or a year and a half before those models get start start shipping out to everybody. And and then it's going to be a lesser model too, so it's kind of like what? Well, what, and also, what? I mean, we've given them a lot of flack for not having consoles on the shelves, but also they've sold way more PS5s than they ever sold PS4s. It's absolutely incredible. the and sales I, numbers are staggering for just one year, and uh, on top of that, with the COVID shutting down China's ports on a regular basis, and uh, I know they've struggled to get parts. So, so yeah. What what do you think about this, Asa? Yeah, they uh they really bungled this Horizon Forbidden West deal because it, it wasn't the fact that there wasn't a way to like, oh you could if people weren't mad that oh I have to spend ten dollars to upgrade it was there was no upgrade you yeah, either had if you all. bought the PS4 version the only way to play the PS5 version is to buy the PS5 version yep. or you have to pay for the digital deluxe or whatever 
like eighty dollar version of it. They had like they had like ten different versions of Horizon, uh, yeah. Forbidden West, or whatever it is. And I'm like, so you have to go through. I'm I'm looking at this, and I was looking at. So there's literally a list of different versions that you would have to look through to go. Oh, I need. Do I want that version? Do I want that version? Do I want that version? It's just like, well, just just make it simple. You know, like I shouldn't. You shouldn't have to do all that and have to like pick one. Just give me. Say, give me the two versions. Give me the PS4 version and the PS5 version, and that's fine. You know, you don't have to give me an automatic mm-hmm. upgrade. Just give me both. That's all you have to do. Which the, I, would, uh, I shouldn't. Which shouldn't be that hard, right? You that th- yeah, you would think. That, so the this is I think to me we've kind of gone back to the bad era of Sony with the yeah. PS3 where they had like the absolute knockout success of PS2. They got cocky. They thought they could do whatever they want, and mm-hmm. they couldn't. And I think that's where we're at again. Because if you go back to whenever the Xbox uh, series and the PS5 were announced, it was, you know, oh, what smart delivery. It's just a buzzword. It doesn't actually mean anything. It's not a big deal. Except now it's like, oh, I started Assassin's Creed Valhalla on my Xbox One. Mm -hmm. And when I turned on my Series X for the first time and downloaded Valhalla, it knew I was on the Series X version. My save was immediately right there. Done. And then Sony, who first off said, oh, we're not going to, oh, Halo's going to be on both. Yeah, what a rookie move. Uh, our next, we believe in generations. We're putting our PS5 games out on the PS5 only. Well, that didn't last. Uh, they had, So they went back on that. And now, like, look at Ghost of Tsushima or yep. um, Miles Morales or Spider, or I should say Spider-Man. To be able to move your save, you have to have both versions installed on the console at the same yep. time. Then you can import. Then you can delete off the PS. It's it's a mess. And then it's, for them for yeah. for Horizon for it them used, to just be yeah. like, oh, actually, uh, you have to buy a very specific like of the six available. Three will let you get both. Yeah. In the words of the French, it's a clusterfuck. How yeah. about that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, and it just it doesn't make sense because if you're trying to get. We talk about this a lot, or I talk about this a lot. If you're trying to like lock your consumers into like your gaming ecosystem and get them to become a PlayStation gamer or an Xbox gamer, I mean, it's not like these digital things cost you anything once they're made. No, so, it's, uh, literally, it's I, literally just a file sitting on a server that they can so download. I feel like if someone has paid for one edition, it doesn't really make sense to make them charge them for a second edition. It's not like there's a physical cartridge or a disc involved or something. No, that's, now, if, it's it's like a, if it's like a remaster or something, you had to dump more money into that's different. Yeah, but. You mean like, say, like a Diablo 2, possibly, James? Yeah, but, but yeah, something like that. But these games, they're all developed at the same time, and then they just, you know, set up different versions, you know, to run on each set of hardware. No. Now, I mean, yeah. I'm all for, like, the next-gen games not necessarily being backwards compatible. I mean, if something won't run on PS4, then don't make it a PS4 game like Cyberpunk 66. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, don't, don't try and force something on the hardware that just can't run, but it doesn't yep. make sense not to have these paid upgrades yeah. it's just like a it's a cash cow move and i think yeah, it's gonna absolutely so kind of jumping off that a little bit speaking of hardware and continuously continuing the sony bash uh so did you guys uh, so see that sony's new ps5 the new model like i was saying earlier they're coming out with it it actually they when some people in australia and a couple other places i believe it was in Europe? No, not Europe. I think it was definitely in Australia, I know of. Um, maybe in Japan, they got some uh, prototypes, um, but they actually weighed them. They're like, wow, they, when they got them, they're like, man, these, these actually feel a little lighter. And so they did what every good, you know, you know, <laughs> console enthusiast and gaming enthusiast does. They're like, they, they cracked that bad boy open and they looked at it and they saw that the heat sink was something like half the size of the original one. 
So, and they're like, oh, now we know why it's going to cost less. <laughs> so, uh, do you guys think this is more of an optimization thing, or you think this is just the Sony trying to be cheaper and kind of make a little extra money? Well, so I'm not sure if they're. Just, oh, okay. so I'm just not sure if they're just trying to get parts where they can get them. Is this a matter of them trying to get more units out on the market, or is this just yeah. them saving money? Because that I'm looking at the picture, and that's a lot less metal that has to I save tell, I, and, and, and from what I've gathered is when people are looking at it, they haven't tested it yet. It looks like it's 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 still a copper heat sink. Like it's nothing, nothing's different about it. It's not a different alloy or anything like that. They don't have any more uh, heat conducting material in there other than our different kind of uh, uh, element in there that can conduct heat a little bit better. They don't have anything different other than it being copper, you know, and it being smaller. So, so I mean, I guess, I guess the question is, does it run hotter or not? Uh, yeah, it, it, it does. Heat? Yeah, is it, is it, if it's a significant difference, then I'm mad about it. If it doesn't matter, then I don't care. <laughs> the, the the big thing that I saw about it was came from uh, Gamesbeat and Jeff Grubb, mm-hmm. and he has a he had a pretty good article up about it about how it's it's not it doesn't make it worse. It's just different. The the cooling it does run a couple degrees hotter, but it's not to the point that it's actually going to cause any sort of performance issues. Yeah, that's so I was wondering about I think what it'll do because from what I've gathered from what little knowledge I do know uh, of, of kind of like gaming and, and, and hardware is it, it does run it. I think it's like maybe like five or six degrees Fahrenheit, a mm-hmm. hotter, a little bit. So it's not significant, but over, I th- over the course of something like a console's lifespan, it can it can actually degrade it a little faster. It won't be significant. So you're you're talking like instead of owning a console for say four to five or four to six years, seven years maybe even, you might be able to own it own it for like maybe four to six maybe. And and for some people, I mean, like for like me, I I've had my PS4 for five years now. And so if, if something like that were to like, if they were to come out with another model that has, you know, less, you know, or if that, if, if, if this model I have would be, you know, you know, reduced in, in lifespan and that, you know, I'm not getting the same amount of money on my money. I'm not getting my money's worth. So that's just me personally. And like I said, if it's a significant drop in, in, in price, I mean, I could, I would consider it, but they might be. Per- yeah, I don't think it will be. That's the thing is I don't think they're going to, they're going to keep at the same price point. And they're going to try and get as much money out of it as possible. So all I can suggest to people is try to get a first gen, you know, PS5. That's what I would say. Yeah, if you're if you're that worried about it, try to get one with the original. Uh, this is just it's a smaller heat sink. It still uses copper, just less of it because copper yeah. is hard to get right now. Yep. Um, so I think that's I think it's I I'm willing to bash Sony like and I'll bash Microsoft <laughs> like I have no problem. I'll bash Nintendo like line them up and I will find stuff to, to you know, <laughs> that point out things that because no one comp. I'm getting ahead of myself. Everyone's doing the same thing. What are you talking about? No one company is infallible. I am not a, like, I play on PlayStation. You will not talk dirty. You will not talk bad about our Lord and Savior, Microsoft. You leave them alone. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. I absolutely will. Come at me, Uncle Phil. Uh, (laughs) But, like, like, all all three major companies do stuff right and they do stuff wrong. Um, And so, like, you know, what what was I just talking about? You know, the Horizon and them stumbling over that. This is not something I think that Sony is actively like doing wrong. Uh, now, that's just from this very 
beginning level of you know data that we've gotten if it does turn out here in like two three years that these new consoles with the new heat sinks are crapping the bed more than the original ones then i'll take back everything i said yeah. right now but this just seems like it's blowing out hotter air but that makes sense because it's a smaller heat sink yeah but it's not gonna it's not to the point where like the internals are getting damaged or it's affecting performance yeah, i think this is just chips, as long as the chips are at a reasonable temperature it doesn't matter yeah they're it's, just like, it's, like to... my, it's like my own home pc like could i buy a top of the line water cooler and bring its temp down to like 35 or something i mean sure, you should. I could. <laughs> if I you could. if you were pc master race james you would i mean <laughs> but i've got a i've got a good i've got a good air cooling fan it runs just fine it's not a problem Hey, we're gonna go back to the days where we had like oscillating fans like shoved into our into our computers. You remember those? I we had a couple of those just trying to make them run cooler. Someone posted yes. a picture of a it was a it was a box fan with a I think it was a trash bag that they'd cut the end off of. Yeah. So that was wrapped around the fan, and then the rest of it was taped onto uh, Xbox One, like oh an old, like the OG Xbox One. Like That's this great. is my cooling setup. Like oh no. <laughs> Just before we got on for this podcast, I was watching an episode of Life of Boris, and he did a mayonnaise-powered uh, PC. That's uh, disgusting. Why would you do of, that? Instead, instead of thermal compound for his heat sink and his, uh, his processor, he used mayonnaise. And actually, it, it ran better. It ran about three degrees cooler than the Arctic 4. For, for how long, though, James? For <laughs> how long? <laughs> well, he only did it for a couple hours, so mm. <laughs> couple, not forever. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys haven't seen like life of boris guys out there in podcast land check him out he's great he's a russian guy that has just crazy adventures and does some amazing recipes but apparently he cool cpus with mayonnaise now so good well, he also did a previous one where he did a vodka cooled pc where he uh, bought a water cooler and filled it with vodka so my man that's that's the only way we do things in russia is we we cool pc with a vodka it's the only way motherland so for our final story tonight um so obviously i don't know if you guys saw uh, i know james knows from last week whenever china decided they were going to limit the amount of time that i believe it was 16 year olds 16 years and younger uh children in, in japan or in china they were going to limit their uh, time on games to weekends only for only like three hours it's like so, an hour a day, like on the weekends, and then like one extra hour for holidays or something. It's, yeah, so the Glorious People's Republic will give you one extra hour for holidays. Congratulations. <laughs> so um, so apparently China, since they implemented this, a lot of their uh, servers have crashed for some of their MOBA games, apparently. So surprise there. I mean, it's China is one of the biggest sectors of the gaming market, yeah. especially for MOBAs. And uh, everyone logged on at the same time what they think was going to happen. I was just like, <laughs> uh, it's like, did you not see this coming? I mean, what, what, what the hell, you know? So what do, what do you think about this, Asa? <laughs> I mean, it, it's not like here. So like, say that kind of law was passed here. And yeah. there is that disconnect between the government and the private companies yeah. that like, you know, EA isn't just, you know, isn't part of the, like the white house. Like they don't have to go through the white house to do stuff. That's not the case in China. Like to start a video game company, you actually have to work with the Chinese government to yeah. be able to do that. So there's got to be at least a meeting of people that like would see this coming. You um, would think, or uh, yeah. maybe, or maybe Xi Jinping got his took his hand out of his honey jar for five seconds and was just like, "Oh bother, maybe I need to yeah, maybe let these kids have some have some well, game time." 
I mean, it's also, I think that servers are probably the, one of the most expensive parts of running a game once you've made a game. And oh, yeah. I don't know how fast these companies can actually ramp up their peak server capacity. So, I mean, for I, them, this might mean that they need a lot more servers to be used a lot less of the time. This might significantly increase their operating overhead. Yeah. And I just, I, yeah, that's what I was saying. I was thinking too, you know, if you're going to have, and you're going to have more server farms, you're going to have to have more people taking care of these things. So maybe they'll create some more jobs, James, maybe. Well, but then the problem is like, okay, so say we double our surge capacity for eight to 9 PM on the weekends for Chinese kids. What are these servers doing the rest of the time? <laughs> just sitting there twiddling their thumb. I mean, I guess maybe they go back to the, the Google server pool and they become email servers or something. The rest I don't, of the is year. Google allowed in China? I didn't, I didn't know. I don't, are think they? So. I don't know. I just made that up. I, mean, <laughs> I, so I think, I think they have their own like search engine and everything too. So I have yeah. to look that up. I'd have to look that up. Cause I'm pretty sure they don't like Google. So. No, they, they anything, up, anything that's not YouTube. state run they're They aren't super on board with that. That sounds about right. So, but anyways, so that is going to wrap up the news for this week, guys. If you guys uh, had thought, think we missed anything, let us know. Email us. Let us know on Facebook, Instagram, all the fun social medias. Uh, we will try to get it to next week. If we made any mistakes, let us know as well. I would like to know because, you know, uh, we a lot of times we talk out of our asses and it happens. So I got one uh, question for you guys that I just yeah, thought of. Up? So I'm sorry I didn't think of this before the show. So I think it's Thursday. We're getting the PlayStation conference or maybe it's yes. tomorrow. Do it's, you have, do you have any like predictions or hopes? Let me look. Uh, so I'm really hoping that they show off uh, Thor or not Thor Ragnarok. Wow. I'm thinking God of War <laughs> Ragnarok. I, I just went straight. I just went Chris Hemsworth. He just, he's so dreamy. So um, <laughs> uh, uh, I went, I think I really hope that they show off uh, some gameplay footage for God of War Ragnarok. I really want to see that game. Mm-hmm. That is probably the only real reason I want to own a PS five right now is because I want to play that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I can wait on horizon uh, for, been west um and 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 go from there but i i really want to see uh god of war ragnarok james is there anything or if you're looking asa yeah i can't think of anything right now i mean what are you what are you hoping for asa uh i really so i also am hoping to see some some more of god of war because that was my game of the year like it's one of my favorite games of all time at this point um i tried to replay it uh with like the ps5 upgrades uh, mm-hmm. But it was as I was kind of in the process of losing my stepdad. So it like hit way different. And I was just like, I'm going to revisit this at a later time. Yeah, we're going to uh, show this. Yeah, Too I'm many emotions. prepared to take care of this. Um, the one thing that I think is actual like that, that is possible is I really want to know what Bluepoint is working on. I think this yeah. is where I think this is where they announced that they have officially acquired Bluepoint and we get the reveal. And is it a Metal Gear Solid remake? Will I finally play a Metal Gear game? We'll see. Have you never played a Metal Gear game? I have not. I one time had a, I went to lunch with a friend of mine, Ben, and mm-hmm. we went, we sat in Popeye's because he really wanted me to understand his love of Metal Gear. So we sat there for like 45 minutes as he's trying to like <laughs> lore dump the history of the Metal Gear games. And I'm just like, you You're, sound like I needed to drive you to the hospital. Your brain is just leaking out of your ear. You're just yeah. like, Ugh. No, no, just, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't make any damn sense. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, oh. the games are fine. Oh. The games are fine, but the lore is a bloody mess. So know. I got, I really got into Metal Gear. <laughs> so whenever I first started here at Cape City, I, uh, I didn't have any internet at my in-laws and Cole actually let me have his old PS, uh, PS one. 
or you know, PS2, PS2, and he gave me the Metal Gear Solid collection. So I played all uh, one, two, and three actually, and I had a blast. Nice. I, I have to say, even though crouching and hiding and killing bad guys is not like my forte, I was like, this is great. I'm like, where are more of these games? And then I went and played Phantom Pain, and I'm just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so <laughs> so it, 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 everyone has different strokes for different folks, but I'm really hoping to see that too. I kind of hope that that blue point uh, pops out into there because I, I, they've been talking, PlayStation, Sony's been talking to blue point for a while. I know that I just hope that they're able to finally come down with an acquisition number and hopefully get them under the umbrella. So if that's the case, like you said, that means they're probably going to have to bring in back in Kojima because Metal Gear survived. Oh, I don't think survived. Didn't didn't do so good. So they're going to have to bring him back in. I would think. <laughs> I don't know if they can play nice with him, but I don't think I think Kojima's done with Metal Gear. He's made it pretty clear he didn't want to make those games. It was Konami that was kind of making him. So I think that's the biggest hurdle, though, is if Konami's willing to you know license out the the property. Well, we'll see. Like I said, fingers crossed. And like I said, we will know more. Uh, well, probably end up talking about that next week once uh, once it all pops down and, 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 and comes out. So so that, like I said, that wraps up the news. We are going to finally, after an hour of uh, <laughs> bullshitting, get into our review on Pokemon Sword and Shield. If you guys have forgotten what we're actually going to be reviewing today, <laughs> that's what we're talking about today. So again pokemon if you guys have not played pokemon pokemon sword and shield where have you guys been first off so a quick little uh a synopsis on pokemon sword and shield it is a 2019 role-playing video game developed by game freak and published by the pokemon company and nintendo for the nintendo switch and is one of the first installments in the eighth generation of the pokemon video game series so this came shortly after uh let's go pikachu and let's go eevee which came out in november 2018 um, and then they also have released uh, several. I mean, was it two? No, two. Yeah, two. Two major. Yeah. Two two mm-hmm. DLCs for it. Um, they've got which is the Isle of Armor and the current and the Crown Tundra. Um, and I believe those are the the only DLCs they have planned for it. From what I've gathered, from my gathered. That was my understanding. Is that it? There might be. They've been doing some events off and on, but I think that is it for the DLC. So, um, so, so I'm actually coming out pretty soon. So, so, so we're not going to put, I'm not going to put the workload on Asa. I'm going to put the workload on James. James, do you want a quick summary about what this game is about? about So like you were saying, it came out in 2019. Interestingly enough for a Pokemon game, there's a lot of controversy associated with it. Absolutely. In particular, it had very poor animation quality in a lot of places. Uh, it had a, a lack of some established features like mega evolving and stuff that people were big fans of and then also they took out a lot of the pokemon from the previous generations i think of the 807 that were gen 7 and below only 400 of those made it into the new game took away my beloved bulbasaur they did and people oh you're one of them people started you be quiet It's the tentacles. Yeah. It's what it does for me. Anyways, go ahead, James. But people called it. People <laughs> called it Dexit. Lots and lots of people. <laughs> he also has a special flower on his back. <laughs> anyway, well, you know, we won't talk about that. You know. <laughs> anyway, um, lots of people said they were going to boycott the game. It was a <laughs> great big controversy. Um, the game itself had eighty-one new Pokemon. It had mm-hmm. thirty-one regional forms called Galarian forms similar to what they did in the Sun and Moon series. It had Dynamaxing, which is pretty much the new Mega Evolving. And the biggest new feature was the introduction of the Wild Area, which is supposed to be this large kind of open world area where you encounter these free-roaming Pokemon. And uh, 
you know, as the weather changes and as the seasons change, the Pokemon that show up change in those areas. Yeah. So they put a lot of, from what I've gathered, they put a lot, a lot more like small, tiny little details into this game uh, that, that, that were niceties and very, and very fun to, to play around with. So oh, like uh, the, uh, like the Pokemon ball fan, like that was probably the best little Easter egg of the game. Yeah. The guy who like gives you a random Pokeball after every gym battle, just cause he likes them. It's the guy yep. who like wears the Pokeball on, the hat on his head. <laughs> You're just like, what, what is this, this, what is this? But, but yeah. So before we get into what we thought of the game, um, can I ask, uh, we'll start with Asa. Which one did you get first sword or shield? I got sword first. Um, okay. because I thought the legendary for shield looked like a dog with his head stuck in a fence. <laughs> so I went, I went with the Pokemon that looked like a dark souls boss. That's understandable. So, James, which one did you get? Did you? I got shield because you told me you were getting sword. So. And I did. <laughs> and you did. So, <laughs> no, I have a. I have a. I should Not that we ever actually traded or anything, but we still coordinated our game choice. <laughs> that's right. Because <laughs> that's what that's what friends do. That's and right. then they never and then they never do it. I should have asked you this at the beginning of the podcast <laughs> to determine whether or not I was going to stay on. Uh, now, when you guys oh. go through, when you go through Pokemon games, do you keep your starter all the way through? Yes. Generally, yes. Okay, good. That's I did. I wouldn't make sure I wasn't you know dealing with some sociopaths I, here. I also I still pick. I also still pick the fire starter because they're the coolest. Hey, Score Bunny was <laughs> the <laughs> shit. Okay, Score Bunny was the shit. Yeah, especially if you got the, the one with the special ability in the Crown Tundra expansion. That was bullshit strong on that one. I, I so I really love it. So let's let's do this. So obviously we know James and I picked Score Bunny. What, what was your starter, Asa? I tend to go with water starters. So I went with okay. I went with my emo lizard. Uh, that turns into super sexy secret agent. Like okay, so yeah, that that was that was my second choice actually when I when I did my second playthrough. That's who I picked. I actually really like him. I I have never gotten around to play the 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 the, the leaf ape. I can't remember. Or is he gorilla ape? I can't remember. Gorilla, what it was. gorilla boom. Yeah, <laughs> gorilla boom. Okay, yeah. I haven't played him yet. From what I've gathered, he's not the strongest of the three. So he's like, man, he's just got. He's just really tanky. From what I've gathered, but I did like how the Inteleon, like his special move is to make a sniper tower. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's just like pew. He's like, I'm gonna shoot you. That's what but it's, it's all a about. Spear gun, so it's fine. Yeah, it's <laughs> no, not. It's, it's not a gun. <laughs> yeah, that's Nintendo being Nintendo for you. Our mm-hmm. game freak making it Nintendo friendly. So gotta make it past the Chinese sensors. <laughs> Absolutely. So. So let me ask you this. So let's start with with. Do you want guys want to start with the good, or you want to start with the bad of the game? Do you guys want to? You know, which one do you want to? Well, waddle into first. Uh, I think they all kind of mix together. All mixed together. Okay, let's ask. So what did you? What 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 was your first take on on the game, Asa, when you started playing it? Let's start with that. So started playing it. I um I was someone who was kind of bummed out about it, the return to form because mm-hmm. I think we were all not all. That's not fair. Um. People like me were very um, spoiled by the idea of Breath of the Wild of like, hey, we have this franchise that really hasn't changed a whole lot in the 30 years it's been a thing. And now we're turning it on its ear. And like, that's something that the Pokemon fans, especially ones like our age who have been who red and blue was like, we were that perfect age for it when it hit. We've been we've been wanting to kind of see that evolution forever. So when we realized, okay, we're not getting that, it, it was kind of an uphill battle. And then, you know, losing out on the Pokemon, like the, the original Pokemon, like, okay, that's a bummer too. Uh, the animation scenes, like, oh, wow. Like, just the turn, like the full right turn with no leg movement stuff. Yeah. Like, and especially because Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu was so good. 
Mm-hmm. And it was pretty much, it was red and blue in 3D. It was exactly what it was supposed to be. And so I was with you. I was expecting this to be like a big blowout something awesome. And, and it just, just, yeah, we didn't get, so I ended up like, I ended up, cause I wasn't going to buy it. Like I was just kind of like, you know what? This doesn't look that d- different. Um, but I ended up actually getting it for free. So I <laughs> was like, all right, yeah, well, I can, I'm not going to turn that down. Um, because it's still, it's still Pokemon. It's still comfort food. Um, I did like the wild area. I, I, it's, I loved the idea of just before you even get to the first gym, you can have like 30 Pokemon. Yep. So you have, you know, it's a, there's a ton of variety. There's a ton of being able to like choose who exactly. Now it's like, oh man, there's too many people I want to use. So I, I having to like cut down to six is hard. Um, I played this like I played a lot of the other Pokemon games where, uh, but I actually got farther in this one than I traditionally do. Um, the only Pokemon games I've beaten are the first two. I never make it all the oh, way wow. to the end. Yeah, I never make it all the way to the end. Like at a certain point, the grinding, I am not a JRPG fan. Um, and it's because <laughs> of the grinding and the grinding just gets to be too repetitive for me. So I made it to... Um, I'm assuming we can get into spoilers because the it's game's like three years, years old. Yeah. It's been um, up for two years. You're fine. The it, I, I got to the point where I've got the full eight badges. Okay. Um, and now it's, oh, we have to go stop the chairman because he, instead of waiting for a thousand years for the world to end, he's decided to just try to end it now because he thinks the world's yeah. going to end. Like that makes no sense. No. Um, but this is the, but it's, but I, so I'm at that part um, of sword and then I ended up getting shield for like super cheap and I didn't want to completely restart my save on sword. So I picked up shield because I, my favorite part of Pokemon is the first like three gyms oh, of yeah. that exploring the initial catching. Everything's leveling up pretty quick. Um, so th- I just beat the first gym on my uh, shield playthrough. But I haven't played, like I said, I haven't beaten it and I haven't played any of the DLCs. Well, let me so. ask you this. Which which one, what was your favorite gym, Asa? Uh, I know mine. <laughs> James probably know. knows mine. <laughs> I don't know if I really had a favorite gym because like the whole like gym challenge. Or your gym gym leader. How about that? We'll say, can we say that? Oh, favorite gym leader. Um, I don't think I play, I've, I like the design, but I don't think it was in Sword, but the Ghost Kid. Okay. Like I like that. I like the ghost. He's kind of like he's kind of like an emo ghost kid. I think it's really. Yeah. Also, the the grass gym, the first gym leader, always makes me laugh because he looks like he's got the fa- even like digitally, he looks like he's got the face of a toddler uh, <laughs> on just like a pro wrestler body. He's just roided up, and he's like goo goo gaga. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's like, like, I'm gonna cool. use level ten Rosetta thing, like whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, weird. Mentioning the different gyms, yeah. The sword had uh, a fighting gym and a rock gym, and yep. shield had the ghost and ice gym in it. Okay. Yep. Uh, my only other, my biggest complaint though is voice acting has never been a part of Pokemon, so it makes no. sense that it's not in this game, and I'm not mad at that. But like, you cannot convince me that they did not intention, they did not originally intend for there to be voice acting, because why else would there be a cutscene that is a concert? Yeah, with no, and you have to actually manually like skip through the dialogue. That was the most like frustrating part of the game to me. Was well, just like, are you are you kidding me? Like, he, this is clearly supposed to be a musical yeah. concert, and there's no audio to match it. Well, and that kind of hits what I thought was the most frustrating thing is to me, it kind of hits that it's like it was designed to be another handheld Pokemon game. And then halfway through, they decided, oh, shit, this has to be on the Switch. We need to make this fit on a big screen TV. 
Mm-hmm. And it just like the way, the way the animations are clunky, the way they don't have voice acting, it just it feels like a mobile like Game Boy game. Like all these things would be perfectly acceptable on a handheld title. It just it doesn't feel like something that's meant to be played on the TV. All right, Mr. Grouchy, what did you like about the game? <laughs> Tell me what you liked about the game. What I like about the game, I like the design of the game. It was gorgeous. Did you, um, the animations did you... were bad, but the scenery was beautiful. Like you said, the wild area is a ton of fun. Yep. I did like that you had a bunch of Pokemon available from the beginning. Yep. You didn't have to go like, oh gosh, I'm on Route 1. That means I guess I'm going to have six Pidgeys on my team. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, you can have a team full of Raditas and it's fine, James. It's okay. You can win the game with that. You can. Uh, it it's, was, not, it's hard, but you can do it. It was, it was a fun Pokemon experience. The new Pokemon especially, I really enjoyed the new ones. Uh, Dragapult was probably my new favorite because he yeah. was just cool. It's like a catapult ghost dragon thing. <laughs> they, had some, they had a lot of really weird ones on here, didn't they? It's just like... If it, it was, I mean, I'm trying to think of some of them that were on there that were just bizarre. Do you know it? Can you can remember any uh, of them? There was Dragapult. There was the Ice Moth, like Frost Moth, I think was its name. What was the one? They had a lot of really uh, weird like metal ones the, on here. There was the Fire Centipede. There was the Metal Dragon. Love the Fire Centipede. Like that thing is one of my MVPs <laughs> on my sword playthrough right now. Oh, yeah. What's the one? Well, so that's the one problem with me having the fire starters. They, there was a couple of really cool fire Pokemon. Oh, Toxtricity, that was my new favorite one. I just picked up oh, Tox. Yeah. I just picked up Toxel in my shield playthrough. And yeah, I was like, oh cool. yeah, I forgot. I would die for you. You're yes. so adorable. And you turn into such a like a useful badass. Like, hell yeah. I totally I was sad because I think the sword version is slightly better. Or I, I got the I got like the low amp version on my playthrough and I wanted the high amp version, but oh well. Mm-hmm. This is so bizarre. So I'm looking at Throne just to remember which ones are. I totally forgot I had Grimmsnarl on my team. That's how that's how long <laughs> it's been since I've played this. Because I bought it whenever it first came out, and I haven't played it since, unfortunately. And I've been meaning to go back, but I think I'm going to let my, my nephews borrow it because they just got their Switch. So I think right. this would be fun for them. So. I enjoyed having some Western-influenced Pokemon for once. Like yeah. the, the Farfetch'd Evolution, like the Knighted Farfetch'd was cool. Um, the, uh, the Galarian Weezing with its like big top hat was super cool. <laughs> Here's one that's kind of like, it seems a little bit possibly like Celtish or, or maybe Welsh. I don't know. Ston, Stonjorner. It's literally like two oh. upright rocks and then one that right across. It looks like something from like, it's supposed to look like a Stonehenge. Yeah. Stonehenge, mm-hmm. but it's got, it sounds like almost Norwegian a little bit. The way it sounds. For, and I guess for anyone who's never like looked at the map of the game, this is clearly influenced by Britain. Yeah, absolutely. It it draws heavily on British legends and themes, except when it doesn't. And most of the music is supposedly based on British rock music. And uh, Toby Fox, Fox, the creator of Undertale, actually made one of the tracks for the game. Really? That's cool. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Cool pull, James. That's very nice. So is there, I know we're kind of, we kind of blasted through it. So let me, I guess the one thing I will talk about is... um, how did you guys feel about the ham-fisted cooking thing that they threw in? Oh, that's not I where I thought you were going I was with initially that. excited about the camping thing. I mean, I like cooking yeah. mini games in general in games, but once you realize that every single thing is exactly the same, it's like, oh, now you need to put your love into it with a poorly timed button press. I mean, it got really old really fast, and I... What I you- didn't open it a single time, because, like, every... <laughs> the, the, it's it's both a complaint and a plus because I think it's part of why I made it so far through. Um, yeah. This is the most handheldy Pokemon game that we've gotten, Absolutely. and in 
in a franchise that has gotten progressively more and more and more handholdy um, to the point like every route has at least one trainer that when you beat them, they will heal your team. Mm-hmm. So like I never felt the need to even yep. set up a camp. So I literally just never did. Um, that is something that I forgot to mention. Cause when you were saying like ham fisted, um, can we talk about how hop needs to be ejected into the sun? Yeah. And, yeah. And, stop and being and, amazed at the, Oh, you know, tight matchups. Yes. I have been kicking your ass with tight matchups <laughs> for weeks now, dude. Like you need to stop. Oh my Figure God. it out. How bad you want to be the best there ever was. You're not going to be the best there ever was. Cause you can't figure out typecast like I can, brah. <laughs> Oh well, and I like how they didn't introduce the weather mechanic until like the very last gym boss. Yeah, it's like it's like oh yeah, now that you've beaten the game, here's a core mechanic for of of competitive play, <laughs> weather. So that's the other thing that I thought. So that's one of the things I really did like about this, even though the 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 the, the multiplayer was a little. Eh. Well, it was a little laggy at first. I think from what I've gathered, it's gotten better. But I remember when I first got this, I was playing with some of my buddies from work. And they were, it was fun to like ride around and play with it, with play with your buddies and go catch things. And then like actually do like team battles and stuff. That's mm-hmm. something they haven't really done before from what I remember. Cause I haven't, the last one I played, I, I literally picked up Let's Go Eevee. And then I haven't played anything since I think Diamond, maybe. Yeah, the battle raids are fun. It, and it's like been a the, while, yeah. And like the new like raid cave thing in the Crown Tundra is fun yeah. too. That's really fun. Like I said, I kind of hope they do that with the um the Pokemon like MMO. They're trying they're trying to push uh, Arceus. Yeah, but they're trying to trying to push. I really hope they do something like that because I I think it makes it a little bit more enjoyable than just like setting up your team and then just battling against each other. It's like, hey, here's my team. Let's go with your team and let's go all fight some big monstrous bad guy. And I'm like, that's fun. I like that kind of idea. So yeah. I, I kind of hope they kind of hopefully they slide it in, maybe work it a little bit better make it a little bit, you know, prettier, I guess is the better word for it. Or maybe it's a little bit more, um, what's the word I'm thinking for James, possibly maybe a little bit more, um, polished, polished. polished. Yeah. That's a good word for it. Polished. Well, uh, that's what this game really needed. I thought was a good coat of polish. Like there was, a. uh, I mean, like you mentioned earlier, the infamous like dog turning around thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like, it's like the climax of the game. Like you're in the post gym, you know, battle on top of the tower to get the legendary dog. And like during the cutscene, he just like rotates around. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't even like move his legs. He just like, <laughs> I'm like, wow, this was like, this would have been acceptable on like Donkey Kong 64, but I like to think we're past that point now. <laughs> we're a little, a little past it. You know, or, did you notice that the animation for the world stops whenever you're on a ladder? Because apparently they couldn't animate ladders and birds flying at the same time. Yep. I mean, it's, there are some cringy bad things in there. It's gotten a lot better from what I've gathered. They've definitely patched it a little bit, but like it kind of goes back to that old adage is like, if are do you want to delay it just maybe a few more months and make sure everything's polished and makes it makes it look good. Or are you going to be like, you know, halo infinite and put out your multiplayer with only single player campaign where you can't play co-op campaign and with like a few maps, you know, it's like, do you do that? You know, it's like, well, that's what it feels like almost. And here's the thing, like, at the end of the day, it was still a fun Pokemon experience. Yeah. And so I'm I'm just, I'm getting psyched about the Legends of Arceus game. I'm hoping it's going to be a whole new experience that we were hoping for with this one. Will you, will you quit WoW, James, and come play it with me? Will you I'm quit? honestly thinking about quitting WoW anyway, again, but... 
for you'll quit it for like four months and then your drug dealer kelly will come back and be like hey james i got that that subscription for you hey can you help me level my mining up you want to do I jewel mean, crafting I, with me I, mean, I thought we would quit wow and start playing diablo 2 remastered but you know i will tell i mean even though i hate blizzard it's it's that's comfort food for me i'm not gonna probably buy diablo 4 when it comes out because blizzard may not even exist when it comes out but if it comes out but i'm gonna get it because i love i love diablo 2 so so interestingly enough here with the development thing we've talked a yep. lot about how we thought it was kind of had this poor animation quality the other thing that people were complaining about was the lack of pokemon in general so like yep. we said before 807 in the previous generations for people who haven't played a pokemon game before i'm not sure who they are but most games had a core set of pokemon during the gameplay and then afterwards you would unlock this national dex feature and then all the yep. other pokemon from before would you know show up in different places that's a lot but, of pokemon but yeah, and they cut out 400 of them, and they took out over 100 of the special moves that Pokemon use. Now, they rolled that back a bit during the expansion passes. Yeah. They returned about 200 of those back to the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do you feel about it? Personally, I'm not really bothered by it, because yeah. it's just decision paralysis. When I'm what? playing a Pokemon game, huh. I usually play with whatever the new Pokemon are. I know some people get very attached to their old favorites, and they like to like, yeah. even bring forward what, teams they've had in the past. What do you but, What do you feel about it, Asa? Do you yeah. feel like it's a good roll, a good thing to roll back, or no? I'm glad that they kind of went back on it a little bit because it's it's one of those things where Pokemon has been such a big deal for such a long time that I'm willing to bet that every there is at least one person out there, like every single Pokemon is at least one person's favorite. Oh yeah, like there is someone who is absolutely enamored with Trubbish. Like, and mm-hmm. that's fine. Like, and, and for whatever reason, like stuff hits for other people. Um, I think the biggest reason that I would, I don't think I would be nearly as mad about it if they hadn't like just recently started the whole like Pokemon home thing that you mm-hmm. actually have to pay for. Yeah. So like if you have yeah. a completed decks in sun and moon and you're paying to keep them stored, but you know, it's one of those 200 that you can now not bring with you to a uh, sword and shield. Like, then what's the point of keeping them? Like, what's the yeah. point of paying that money? So that's, I think that's the the main reason that I'm perturbed by like my initial reaction to, and this is also something I've been trying to work on of just like my initial reaction was a little intense seeing a lot of this like news, <laughs> um, you know, in the high, in the, in the buildup towards it. So I was like, Oh, that's terrible. They're lazy. And it's like, no, they're, they're it's holy crap. That is 800 different, like, a lot that's it's a lot it's a lot of stuff and like the moves especially i don't know if you guys have like paid much attention like if you guys pay attention to like the competitive pokemon scene but i do a little little bit yeah some of the ways that like the ability like or not the abilities or natures like Mm -hmm. the way that some natures match up with certain moves you Mm -hmm. know watching someone blow through the elite four using a level one something like blows my mind that they have figured out a way to like oh yeah they they get the right nature they get the right ev training and it's amazing how big of a difference it makes yeah so see so uh, like okay so getting back on some of the moves especially with tat like one with dual battles now and like you were talking about the like max raids where you could be up with like three other people and just, you know, it could end up breaking the game somehow. Yeah. So I, I've kind of cut them a little bit. I've, I've cooled off on my initial reaction to it. Um, but it is, I do think that whole, like, charging for the Pokemon home and then not being able to actually, like, use some of it, I, I think that is not shady, but it's, you know, that sucks. It feels well, like... I will, a, go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, I feel to me whenever they announced that a little bit, that was a little bit bef- after actually I finished the game and I kind of put it down for a little bit and and maybe kind of put a little of sour taste in my mouth essentially. Um, and I, I just kind of said to myself, you know, I don't really want to go back to it because it feels like it felt like a little bit like a money grab, right? It felt like like they're like, hey, you know, we're gonna offer this service for you guys, but we're gonna charge you. And I'm like, oh what's the need? You know, like why, why would you, why, why would you make people, why, why wouldn't you just, you know, try to gain a little, you know, goodwill throughout your community for kind of putting out this, I would say 80% done game. That's what I feel mm-hmm. like it is. Throw in a little goodwill, make it free for a few months at the very minimum, yeah. you know? Well, and so, yeah, the, the Pokemon home thing, it has a free version for only 30 Pokemon. Exactly. And uh, it's 16 bucks a year after that to get up to 3,000 Pokemon. But who who's going to put only 30 on there, James? That's yeah, mean, the that's people who are using it. It's the people who are using it are the diehards. Like I have a friend. Yeah, yeah. They're keeping their collection of every Pokemon they've ever caught. They're keeping their shiny collection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I have a friend, Lindsay, who I th- I'm pretty sure she has her same vapor, like her original Vaporeon. Wow. Jeez. That like has between like, she's figured out a way if it's not her original one, it is you know, one that she's had forever. I'm just, thinking how many game, I'm just thinking how many games yeah. you'd have to transfer through to get up to Gen 8. Because you yeah. can't go right from Gen 1 to, one, to 8. You have to go like from 1 to 2. And then like you can maybe go from 2 to 4. And then like 4 to 5. And then like from 5 you have to go to the old app. And yeah. then from the app to 7 maybe. I think it's I think it might be from complicated. her. I think it might be from her heart gold file. Okay. That's called dedication, James. That is called <laughs> love, love and dedication. That's, that's exactly what it is. Something, unfortunately that I have, you know, very little uh, of to give for games nowadays. There's a uh, few of them out there, but not, not this, unfortunately. It's, uh, interesting enough, mentioning love and dedication. A lot of people came out saying that the game was rushed when yeah. they felt that it had somehow been like, you know, underdeveloped. And I can say they actually started developing the game in 2016 just before Sun and Moon launched. So it started right after the last game. According then, to interviews, if apparently it was a Switch game from the beginning, though the developer Matsuda said that if there was a handheld option, they probably would not have done the Switch. Which that's, that a company, yeah. that's a company they just prefer developing on handheld. And that kind of makes me sad that they, they had the option to possibly do that instead. And it's like, that's why I'm always of the, the mindset. You know, it's like, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but like, I can wait a few more, few more months. Maybe not when I'm 79 and my favorite game is going to be coming out. I don't have a few more months possibly because I'm probably going to have a cardiac arrest at that point because I've, you know, lived a horrible life, probably smoked a ton of cigars and drank a lot of alcohol. But that's besides the point. But like, whenever I'm, you know, I'm still 34. I'll be 34 this year. Like, I can wait a few more months. It's okay. And mm-hmm. you know, like I said, it, just give it a little time, polish it up, give me a full game. I, 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 I would prefer that over like what feels like rushed, you know, a rushed game that they're literally just trying to get it out because they're like, we have to have this deadline. And you see this with so many big AAA games nowadays. It's like, and they have this idea in the back of their mind that it's like, oh, we can just patch it. We can just patch it. We can just patch. No, don't, don't, don't do that to me. Give me the full game. I want the full thing. I don't want to have to download an extra patch. Just give me the full game. That would be so yeah, much better. And, and here's the thing: like this, this game had three years of development, which yeah, is, that's about right for the smaller AAA titles. Which I would say this is probably not a AAA title. This is more like a double A. It's more know. like a double A. It doesn't have the features I'd expect from a triple A. But they, their studio is actually really small. Like apparently, Game Freak only has about 200 employees. Yeah, which is 
fairly small in the game in they, game industry. They, yeah, and they contracted with a company called Creatures Inc. to do their modeling, and that was another hundred people. So it was about three hundred people total. I mean, there's a thousand by the time you get all the marketing and public relations and all that bullshit involved. What were, you, what were we going to say, Sam? Sorry. I don't think that this was a rush game. Like, and I, and I don't think that this is one. That, I mean, it could obviously like any game could use more polish. Um, mm-hmm. That's just the nature of video games right now is the more mm-hmm. time that you can do, the better it's going to come out. I genuinely think this was the game that they wanted to put out. They just didn't really like James right off. Like they would have preferred to have done a handheld game. I think that they really had the, like something like the switch light in mind, something where people mm-hmm. are playing this on the go handheld. I don't think they really cared that this was going to be, you know, technically the first console mainline Pokemon game. I just don't, I think that they knew what they wanted to make and they made that. And ultimately the products, you could make the argument suffered for it. But I think that that was just, nope, this is what we've done. This is what we're going to continue to do. And I I think you're absolutely right. They developed a handheld game that happens to run on a big TV. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're playing it in handheld mode on your Switch undocked, you probably would not have noticed most of these things because, like I said, a lot of these sins we've talked about, like the very simple battle animations and everything else, would not be a problem on a small screen. Yeah, but I mean, even for all those faults, you know, it, like I said, moving on to kind of like the, you know, critical reception of it and like the general reception of it, you know, it got fairly well received, you know, considering it, it was the newest in the series, you know, for the since you know for the last four years, essentially. Well, and by March this year, they've sold twenty-one million copies, and uh, so I'm I'm gonna they, say they did fairly well. Then, <laughs> well, they uh, they beat out Super Smash Bros. Ultimate for the fastest-selling Switch game. I mean, yeah, yeah, they, like they I said, did, and that was they did, they did great on but sales, every, but they were gonna boycott it. No, no one, one was going to buy this game. No one, no one boycotted. Yeah, not a single person. Pokemon fans are hypocrites. I mean, it's like a Zelda <laughs> fan telling you they're not going to buy the latest Zelda game. I mean, mm-hmm. there are people who are filming at the mouth, and they were just blowing smoke on you. It's kind of like <laughs> us. And, I hate to say it. It's kind of like us in Diablo 2. We're like, Blizzard's a bad company, but I'm going to get that Diablo 2 when it comes out. You know, <laughs> Blizzard's bad. Diablo's so good, though. I want to play, <laughs> I want to play my Pally. I want to play my Pally so bad. If it makes you feel any better, a lot of the developers mm-hmm. like have asked people like hey we understand where your heart's coming from but like yeah. don't boycott because that's actually gonna like yeah. you know it's so it's there this is like this our, is the part this is the part where i talked about being you know super radical left yeah. there is no ethical consumption under capitalism so no. i mean you gotta kind of pick and choose you know yeah. You, yeah. You, do, you do what you feel is right so like it's i'm like not guys. gonna I'm not going to fault anyone for continuing to like buy a Blizzard product or an activate like the new. I'm probably like for me personally, I'm probably not going to buy the new Call of Duty this year. One like which this is easier for me because one, I don't care about the World War II setting into Halo's yeah. coming out, and that's going to be my online multiplayer shooter. You know, itch scratch. You you shut up, James. I don't want to hear it. Okay, are <laughs> those in the room? That we're gonna frag the we're gonna frag the shit out of people, and I'm gonna rocket jump like a motherfucker. So there you go. I, you know what? You you buy the Halo game. I'll come to your house and I'll sword you in the back a few times. Oh, I don't have to. It's gonna be on Game Pass. That's free. It's free, oh, James. See, there you go. I can play it on my PC. That's different. Okay. Yeah, you can. It's you all can. good. Yeah, yeah, you can play with it, and you can sword people, and you can scream like a little girl after we like try to somebody snipes you from across the map, James. That's all that matters. <laughs> oh, you know what? I was actually pretty good at the sniper on Halo Two. You were actually so, and I don't I, think I, I was good, like at... good. I wasn't as good as Alex, but he was insane. So that man played way too much Halo when we were kids. So that's between him and Sam, we had an issue. So he could, he could, the man could snipe missiles out of the air. It was ridiculous. But... Yeah. 
I kind of, it kind of yeah, blew me away. So, well, I guess that kind of wraps up a little bit of our Pokemon Sword and Shield review. Is there anything else you guys want to add before we kind of call it quits uh, for the day? Or I'd say 80 on Metacritic. Uh, we usually have a Metacritic score. All right, James. How about this? How many, how many Pikachu's out of 10 do you give it? Oh, that's hard to say. All right, then. I'll give, I'll give, I'll give it a seven. You're going to give it a seven? Asa, how many Pikachu? It was Pikachu? genuinely fun, but it was disappointing to me. I'll give it a seven. All right. Asa? I'll give it, I'm going to give it an eight just because uh, even a lackluster Pokemon game mm-hmm. is still a Pokemon game. <laughs> so, and I can't act like, you know, this one didn't sink its hooks into me and I didn't have a blast playing it. It was just like, I know what you could be. I know what I have in my head, these unrealistic <laughs> expectations, like... You could be a 10 out of 10, you know, game of the generation, best game of all time. But that's not what we're going to get. That's not what you're shooting for. No, so absolutely. Um, it's still you're still going to do, you know, it's Pokemon. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's comfort. So I, I'm kind of I'm going to be the uh, the moderate voice here. and I'm going to go in between you guys. I'm a seven and a half out of 10. <laughs> that's me. So because I'm the same mind of you guys, I, it definitely felt good. There was definitely a little bit more they could have polished and made a little bit more more main you know clean you know mainstreamed in it you know into there but but it was fun overall it was a nice little comfort food and it uh definitely passed a few uh night times when i had to stay up so yeah so but yeah that's that's gonna be our review for pokemon sword and shield guys um again like i said um if you guys have any questions concerns you can find us over at seriously pointless convo at gmail.com and you can find us on all the social media sites that you want to try and find us on because we're on anything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I'm sure there's a Reddit out there somewhere that I totally forgot we had, but it's out there. So um, if you want to, like I said, if you have any questions, anything we need to fix, let us know. Um, and Asa, do you want to remind the folks where they can find you at? Yeah, uh, Twitter and twitch.com at uh, the five star man with the number five. Um podzilla1985.com uh it's podzilla1985 on all the socials uh primarily facebook is where we uh i don't do it for pwu because dalton has an apple and i'm convinced that's what's (laughs) causing his terrible camera delay um but so we don't do pwu live but they like uh, tonight they're doing pz85 plays uh -hmm. over at the facebook channel um so but podzilla1985.com podzilla1985 on any of the um facebook and twitter and there is a reddit that has long since been abandoned because yeah. they they also started one They're like oh cool we're gonna do a reddit and it's just like no one's there so but hey, it, 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 died, it died the slow death as much as i oh it was a qu- it was a quick one it, it was, was just like i mean ours was still born it was a- <laughs> it, it was like we poked it with a stick and i'm like what is this <laughs> yeah um and then yeah you can find me um the 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 big the charity show is a big deal just because that means a lot to everybody involved yeah. Uh, September 25th, Charleston, Missouri. Uh, tickets available at capewrestling.com. And also a shout out to WrestleMax STL. It's another company I've been doing stuff with. Um, their next show is actually this coming Sunday. It's over in Jeffersonville, Indiana. So if Ooh. you're in the Louisville area, uh, check that out. Uh, yeah. Uh, you can find them at Facebook and Twitter, WrestleMax STL. Um, and then there's a show, another show up in St. Louis on October 1st. I believe it's the, yeah, it's the Friday Man. the 1st. So busy, busy time. So if you guys are into wrestling and you are in a local Missouri or the central United States, check them out. Like I said, it's not too far away. Everything's about, you know, 10 hours away from each other. If you want to have a quick drive, have a weekend, get away. Yeah. Take your I'll, misses down there. 
I'll even say, even if you're not into wrestling, especially it's, the St. Jude show, because one, it's a it's a yeah. it's a charity show. Uh, you know, St. Jude is a wonderful organization. Yeah. Um, but it, if you're not into wrestling, like a local show is the best. Like I could I could gush yeah. about how amazing pro wrestling is, but you know, if you're even if you are a fan, but you haven't had a chance to check out a local show, please do. Even if it's not you know low, like here in Missouri, like if you if there's a company you know of that's out there that's close by check it out because you never know one who's going to go through and also you never know who's going to blow up like like i said marco stunt was the ccw champion before he signed with all elite wrestling you know we've we've had ricochet come through before he was with wwe uh trey baxter in nxt blake formerly blake christian he was he was with ccw for a while so it's it's, all these people that you're gonna watch on tv eventually like a lot of them are starting yep. in your uh, backyard. Yeah, that's where they all start at. It's where the rock started at. It's where Goldberg and all those guys they start they start small and they gotta work up. It's just like any other job, man. So yeah, mm-hmm. but if you guys want to go check out and have a good time, I had a blast the first, you know, first couple of times I went and saw them when I was working, like I said, and I don't I'm not into wrestling at all. And I had a blast just sitting there watching you guys have, you know, you know, mm-hmm. jump around the ring and announce it. It was fun. I I just like that kind of brought back childhood memories a little bit. But but yeah. So again, I just want to say thanks to Asa for coming on the podcast tonight. I had a blast with you, man. Like I said, hopefully we can do this again sometime. Yeah, thank uh, you guys. Absolutely. And James, thanks for uh uh, sticking around and not uh, <laughs> yelling at me as much. And you were lo- much less punny tonight. I, I, I'm, I'm proud of that. You, you're, you're, you're curtailing it a little bit. Yeah, it's just harder to do the puns when I'm not like in person. I mean, that's more of a. Is that what you're saying? Is a you feed some your energy? Yeah, puns are more intimate thing. <laughs> well, we, I love it when you get intimate with me, James. But anyways, signing off, guys. I love Wendell. How I want. If I could talk, I want to thank everybody for coming in and having a good time. Like I said, check out uh, our past catalog of episodes, and we will see you guys next week. Have a wonderful evening, guys. Bye. If you're interested in keeping up to date with new episodes on our channel, add us on any of your favorite podcasting apps or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Seriously Pointless Conversations. If you have questions or concerns, please email us at seriouslypointlessconvo at gmail.com. We appreciate any feedback. Thank you for listening to our show.